Hey, this is TV personality Eric Bowling and NFL Hall of Famer Brett Favre. We're coming together for a new weekly podcast. Everyone, you got to subscribe. Bowling with Favre from politics, sports, finance, culture, nothing off the tables, maybe even a Kardashian comment. <laughs> One of the disappointing things of the whole Trump administration was when he left office and pardoned 143 people, the Tiger King didn't get a pardon. I mean, are you kidding me? <laughs> I, never went up. I watched one episode, by the way. He was a good guy. He just, was he, though? I don't know. I liked him a lot more than Carol Baskin. <laughs> Get new shows every week from Podcast One and LiveByLive.com. Old friends, great stories, intriguing conversation on bowling with far. We may talk a little hunting. That's your neck of the woods, Brad. And, bi- and biking. And biking and hiking. Subscribe now on the Podcast One app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, LiveByLive.com, and everywhere you get your favorite podcasts. Don't you know that you so wrong, man? You're wrong and here's why. Chris and Greg don't see eye to eye like none of the time. Robert Covington sticks. I don't care what you think. How is LeBron James the king when he's ruining teams? You're wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. You're wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. Chris Horwoodell joined by Greg Crone. Gregory, how's it going? Uh, it's it's sort of mixed emotions this week, Chris. I mean, mm-hmm. the end of football is is in sight. It spare Forever. me with the Yeah, spare me with the spring uh college slate for now. But uh mm-hmm. meaningful football ends on Sunday and then we we just kinda wait. So, you know. It's a little a little bittersweet. Yeah, and it's also, uh, it's been a challenge for us just to get started today as uh, piles of problems have popped up on on my side, but we do have a lot to talk about. This is Super Bowl week, we've got a big trade in the NFL, we've got big news in the football world, and I've got Bavada Sportsbook open in front of me. We're going to take a look at a ton of futures and uh, some other interesting stuff that they have got listed, but... Before we get into that, Gregory, let's talk about the big trade in football this week. The Los Angeles Rams send uh, former number one pick quarterback Jared Goff to the Detroit Lions along with two first-round picks and a third-round pick in exchange for another former number one overall pick, Lions quarterback Matt Stafford. How do we feel about this? Talk about being out on a guy. Yeah, I mean, how quickly Goff just fell out of favor with McVay? Like... That was that happened very quickly. Like, yeah, was he ever in really in favor with McVeigh though? Because I feel like we had this conversation last year before the contract extension, and I was saying, I wonder if they just let him go. I mean, I, you'd have to think at least a tiny bit. They went to a Super Bowl together. It's not yeah. like they were unsuccessful. That's fair, but you know, Goff is always he's always been limited. He's he is who he is. I, I'm a little bit I was surprised that this deal was this big, but it you also have to factor in there's a Brock Osweiler esque element to this where the the Lions are paying extra because the or pardon me, the Rams are paying extra because the Lions are taking Owen Goff in his contract. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like if you're if you're the Rams, there was really only one way to do this and to get off of that contract. It's sort of a blueprint for a a local team if they're planning on doing something like that. Um, to me, though, I it's a lot to give up. It's a lot to give up for Matt Stafford, as, as good as he is, and I think he, he gets a, a little bit underrated uh, just because his teams always stink. and mm, A lot underrated. Leaves a little bit. Yeah, sure. But, they, you know, he definitely has his flaws. Um, but he has been more banged up the last year plus. Outside of that, he's been – the Iron Man play through everything. So like you can't knock him there, but eventually, especially in the NFL, like that, that wear and tear is a serious thing and you're giving up multiple first round picks. That's, that's a lot to, it's a lot to mortgage on a guy who you're hoping can stay healthy. You know what I mean? They don't care about first round picks though. This will now be seven consecutive years. The Rams do not make a first round pick. That's, that's bananas. I mean, I guess if you have the right system, it doesn't matter who's in it, right? It does. And I think we've seen this year that (laughs) that it does absolutely matter who's in it. 
this is the uh, as you would imagine the Rams have seen their their Super Bowl odds take a gigantic leap up this week. I believe they were sitting looks like they were sitting around 4500 at Bavada. They're all the way down to plus 1200. What do you think of that that number for the Rams next year? I mean, I think it's a great number. I think plus 1200 for them with a quarterback who can stretch the field like Stafford. I mean, Stafford's had weapons, but never this amount of them, right? It's always been he has one big yeah. receiver and then really nothing else. It's Calvin Johnson. It's Galladay. I mean, obviously, Johnson's a completely step tier above uh, Galladay, but there's there's comparisons that can be made. And outside of that, it's a nice bunch of bit players. Now you go to you go to Los Angeles, you have you know, sort of the envy of the league as far as offensive minds go in McVay. And then you're talking about Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. Um, they have some tight ends who can at least, you know, play in Higby and Everett. Uh, you have running backs who, you know, Cam Akers, you saw towards the end of the season, including the playoffs, was he he was showing that, you know what, his season, regular season may not have been the best, but he's certainly adjusting to the NFL. Don't forget Malcolm mm. Brown, Daryl Henderson. I mean, like they have an offense that is built to win um, if you get the right guy in there who can make all the throws, who can who can manage that offense and isn't afraid uh, to potentially make, you know, make a mistake. He'll go for a big play, and if it ends up in a 55-yard interception, who cares? It's not a big deal, you know? So right. I, I like the move for the Rams. I think the Rams, you know, you're banking on the fact that your defense can stay this good for the next one to two year window that you're going to try and go out there and get back to the Super Bowl and potentially win it. Why not go all in with a guy who's an established NFL starter? Not necessarily the most successful, but from a stats perspective, the guy puts up numbers. Yeah, I believe he's 16th all time in the NFL in terms of passing yards. I, I did think uh, it was funny that Jared Goff came out and basically said, I'm excited to go somewhere where I'm wanted. And, uh, well, Jared, I, I don't think Lions fans echo that sentiment. <laughs> I don't think they necessarily do either. And I think it's tough. Goff's put in a spot where, you know, he's drafted by a different coaching regime. Now, I know McVay and him, they went to the Super Bowl, etc. Yeah. Probably shouldn't have been there because of the uh, Roby Coleman, um, you know, wow. fiasco in New Orleans. But... Uh, there, like he he wasn't a guy that was hand selected by McVeigh. Sort of fell in McVeigh's lap, and that's tough. You know, coaches, and we see it all the time in the NFL. Guys come into situations and they want to put their guys in there. I think that kind of goes across the board to all sports, really. I mean, some mm. in some cases it's easier to do than others, but I, I mean, McVeigh may have not been sold right away on him, and then his play deteriorates a tiny bit, and it's like, all right, I was never really married to Goff anyway. Like, we kind of kind of just move on from him. Let's just go, you know? McVeigh did inherit Jared Goff, but he also made the decision to re-sign Jared Goff. So I don't feel bad for him in any any situation there. No, I agree. I, I, I agree. I mean, he definitely had a say in bringing him back. But, I mean, if you look at the quarterback market that year, I don't necessarily know how crazy it was to—, to step outside the box of the guy who mm. you know has been here and the guy who's taken you to a Super Bowl. Granted, he did perform well there, but he still got you there. So it's it's you're in a tough spot no matter what in the NFL. I mean, like if you look at the Bears, the Bears, I think they're going to move on from Trubisky, but they at least yeah. like they're, they're forced to have to make that decision and, and say what you want. Trubisky is what he is, but he like – if you put him in the right situation, he can manage the game as long as your defense can keep you in it. And I, I don't like to me in today's NFL where quarterback matters so much, it, it matters more than I don't want to say that it ever has, but it kind of does where you need that franchise guy there to have a guy coming off a Super Bowl appearance to sign him was definitely the easier decision to try and separate them. For sure. And where the, uh, where the Rams saw a giant bump in their odds, for next year's Super Bowl, the Lions saw a uh, an equally gigantic drop in their odds. Not exactly highly thought of prior to this, but they drop all the way down to plus twelve thousand five hundred at Bavada for the uh, Super Bowl <laughs> Fifty Six. The the lowest odds of any team for the Super Bowl next year. That is not surprising, and and especially because Galladay is a free agent, right? Yeah, so he Galladay's has the gone. Oh, well, yeah, 100%. I mean, so he's going to walk. 
Now you're left with Marvin Jones on offense, a defense that already wasn't that. Who's great. also a free I mean, agent, by the way. Oh, great! So really, now you're all you're left with is the um, DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift. I was going to say the good kid luck. From the prep. Good yeah, luck to that's... DeAndre Swift, by the way. They brought in Anthony Lynn as their offensive coordinator who was going to run, run, run. They brought in Deuce Staley as their head coach who wants to run, run, run. Ah, good. DeAndre Swift is going to get all the carries he can handle. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully it leads to somebody giving him a big contract three years from now. So um, it's it's a tough it's it's tough sledding in Detroit. And But I don't know. If you're a Detroit fan, like at a certain point, a refresh isn't necessarily a bad thing. And I don't know if you were going to get better for Stafford, right? Mm. Like the pipe dream of uh, you can trade Stafford for Deshaun Watson. Like I don't think that was ever something that could really be considered unless you were willing to give up a lot. You essentially got better. Uh, you're not better from a quarterback perspective, but you got better when it comes to getting extra first round picks. Like yeah. you have, you have pieces and assets now and you have the ability to try and build off of that while also sort of resetting your focus as a, um, as a team, right? You bring in Dan Campbell. We'll see what that does, but um, he at least can go out and try to figure out who he wants at the quarterback position. Now, obviously you give Goff first crack, but like, you may take a flyer on a guy in in, in a, like a late first round or something like that with a Rams pick and see what you can hit on, or be able to package those first round picks and move up in drafts. So I think I think you have to have a little bit of optimism here, moving away from the last eleven or twelve plus years of Matt Stafford. Yeah, it's tough because Stafford is the basically the all time leader in every offensive category that matters for that team and. It's going to be such a, a fundamental change. Now, do you think that adding Jared Goff prohibits the Lions from going after one of the quarterbacks in the first round? I don't think so. I think it's definitely a reasonable a reasonable decision because then you make it a contest, right? I know you have money tied up in him, but uh, you know NFL contracts. I'm sure it's not that bad. Plus, he's already I, did he already play one year under that extension, or does it kick in this year? I'd have to look that up. Yeah, I don't. Either way, you're either starting the extension or you're one year into it already, and then it's kind of one of those situations where it's like, okay, as you get deeper and deeper into that contract, it's less and less of an issue if you were just to go a different route. You let a guy. Some of the most successful quarterbacks are guys that come in and don't get thrown in there right away. Like mm -hmm. you, you oh, look yeah. at. You Aaron Rodgers. Right, exactly. You look at a guy like Rodgers, Mahomes, these guys that got to sit for a year, maybe two, and really kind of take in the NFL lifestyle, watch the game, learn from the film, go from there, and then when it's their time, here we are. Mahomes is on the verge of a potential back-to-back -back Super Bowl. Rodgers has been mm -hmm. a perennial MVP in the NFL for you know a decade plus, or a decade at this point. So to me, I think that, I think that if they were to take a flyer on somebody or with one of those with their pick early on, it wouldn't be shocking. And I think it's more than reasonable, especially if you're, especially if you're a team that's not going to be expected to win next year. You know, why not right. try to build a little bit for the future when there aren't expectations of, hey, we need to make it back to the playoffs and we need to make the Super Bowl this year. Like, let's go. Dan Campbell's there for six years, so we'll give it a shot. Well. He he has a he has a contract for six years. We'll see if he's there for six years. Um, yeah. And by the way, Aaron Rodgers was the first quarterback the Rams tried to acquire before they went to Detroit. And uh, I mean, and when it, and as you would imagine, they were uh, they were rebuffed by the by the Packers there. Of course they were. That that Rodgers Packers thing. The the fact that there's any anyone who really believed that there's some sort of trade market for Aaron Rodgers or that Rodgers is going to be dealt by the Packers. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Not after the season they just had. That loss had to be the most disappointing loss that they've had in Green Bay for a while. You had the number one seed. You have a home NFC championship game. You're playing 75-year-old Tom Brady. The expectation there is you're going to go in there and you're going to win that game. Now, unfortunately... You can't capitalize on three turnovers. Brady looks all right in the first half, and you're here. You're ready to go, and now and and you end up losing in a game you probably thought you were going to win nine times out of ten. So, I mm. mean, emotions were definitely running high after that game. A lot of things are said, and now all of a sudden 
you have the GM of the Rams on your phone being like, all right, so what do we what do we get for Aaron here? Like, that's that's a little crazy to me. Yeah, by the way, I mentioned Deuce was the new running backs coach in uh, in Detroit. It just, you know, it consistently shocked me that people were on the Deuce Staley for head coach bandwagon. I saw a stat that, I don't know, sickened me as an Eagles fan. Uh, Miles Sanders, his 4.9 yards per carry rushing average is the fourth highest in the NFL among running backs over the last two years, but he has never had more than 20 carries in a game. Uh and in this past year, he averaged 5.3 yards a carry, which was second highest in the NFL, <laughs> but only averaged 13 carries per game, including only five and a half in the second half of games. Well, I think it speaks to a couple of different things. I think it speaks to the offensive philosophy of throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball. And then the also thing of next man up, anybody can do the job. It's not the, it's not the players, it's the scheme. Right. No. So when you when you mix those two in, all of a sudden Miles Sanders has six carries on the first two drives and then you don't see him again till the third quarter and you're like, What happened here? Like this doesn't make it, any sense. But that was Deuce's that was literally his job was to I, to to uh I, rotate the running backs. I understand and he did that very poorly. It's it's not great. It, well it and it shows when you watch Boston Scott take a take a five year or take a two yard handoff up the middle and first and ten you're like Guys, that's not – I'll never understand, and, and I, I constantly go back to the Chargers because I think a guy like Eckler shined so well when when Melvin Gordon was there, Not obviously not this year, but the year before, Gordon would be the guy that would be in the backfield going, you know, straight ahead runner, hand him the ball, he's going to run the line, go and figure it out, try to cut. But when you got Eckler the ball, it was swing passes, it was outside of the tackle box, and that is not the philosophy that the Eagles use. I know we talked about Anthony Lynn – um, mm. But that that first year of the Eckler Gordon combination, that's the way they used him. Then you moved into Eckler. Uh, eventually, it was like a whole mishmash of people. But Josh Jackson or Justin Jackson mm. and uh, I can't the other guy's Josh name, Kelly. I can't remember Josh Kelly? That's who it is. Um, you moved into that, and Eckler became the guy that was running up the middle every time, and it was nowhere near as effective. And no. that's what happens with the Eagles, where they go. We're going to put Boston Scott in there. Here it is. He's just going to run up the middle, and that's what we're going to do. Like, you did it with Corey Clement. That's one thing. <laughs> Clement's, a, Clement's a bigger guy. Like, it, it, it just it just makes – there's just more there for him. Like, to he, he can take the punishment. He can bounce off hits. Not to say that Boston Scott necessarily can't, but it's different, and you have to maximize guys' skill sets. And I think getting Boston Scott on the outside makes more sense than having him try to – power run the ball up the middle so blame Mm -hmm. deuce blame doug blame whoever they're gone hopefully we never see boston scott take an inside handoff again that feels ambitious uh bavada has the eagles plus 5500 to win the super bowl next year how do you feel about that number probably a tad low (laughs) um my expectations now granted i'll watch every game and expect a win in every Uh game that's just the way i am that's the fan i am um but i i expect a another poor season um, it, it's not, I just, I don't think it's going to be very fun for Eagles fans next year, regardless of what Nick Sirianni and, and Howie Roseman wants you to believe. Oh yeah, no, I, I entirely agree with you there, but Hey, we do have a very exciting bit of news to talk about. Ooh. The, uh, the report came out today, Gregory, that EA sports is making its long anticipated return to the college football world with what are they? It's not NCAA football anymore. It is now EA college, EA sports college football coming soon Terrible. to, uh, to Re- next gen Re- consoles. Rename that NCAA. It can't, I know, I know why they're doing it and moving it away from being named NCAA probably makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause also you never know what the NCAA and college football, what the relationship's going to be. It seems yeah. always like it's tenuous, um, but I'm excited. I, I mean, the, the, the college football games and the NCAA games were games that I grew up on. I think the first the first co- the first game I ever owned for the Xbox 360. I think it came with Gears of War one or two, whatever one it was. But the first game I owned was NCAA 09 with or uh, 07 with Reggie Bush on the cover, and then eventually uh, 08 with Jared Zabransky from Boise State, which I still play to this day. Every once in a while, I'll take out the old Xbox 360. 
and I'll throw it in. We'll go. We'll go create a player mode or be a pro or uh, I don't know Hall of Famer, college camp mm. co- campus legend. That's what it was. I'll right. play it. Uh, I still load up the Denard Robinson NCA 2014 game. I mean, it's it's one of the best the best franchises ever. I will I will contend to this day. There is not a person who can beat me if I play with Texas Tech in NCAA. I think it's 2009 or 10. Uh, it's when they had Graham Harrell and Michael Crabtree. I unstoppable. Just un- you could not beat me if I was that team. I'd play anybody in the world right now. Best gamers mm-hmm. alive. I will beat you with Graham Harrell and Michael Crabtree. I do not care. Well, Graham Harrell, that was that was a heck of a heck of a college quarterback. There, th- this is really interesting because obviously this is this is happening due to the the new uh, the new law that was put in place. I guess middle of last year now that's going to yeah. eventually allow for college players to benefit off of their likenesses. However, that is not in effect yet. Um, to make the game happen, EA Sports partnered with collegiate, uh, collegiate licensing company CLC to make sure it had all the FBS schools, traditions, uniforms, and playbooks, among other things, ready to go for the game. Over 100 teams will be included. For now, EA Sports is planning on moving forward without rosters that include the names, images, or likenesses of real college players. Current NCAA rules prohibit athletes from selling their NIL rights while in college. However, these rules are likely to be changed at some point in the coming year. So, uh, yeah, I think they... Go ahead. I was, I was just going to say, I think they said... They expect to launch it like within two to three years because that's when those names will be changed, or those yeah. It's a, will there's be there's a dev cycle for sure. I don't think yeah. I don't think anyone expected that we were going to get uh, EA Sports College Football 21. That wasn't going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, and twenty uh, and 2022 was always going to be ambitious. Yeah, I just hope that it's not. Um, I just hope it's nowhere near as bad as the new Madden is. Then the new <sighs> Madden is just. <sighs> garbage i got it on disc as a discount because every time around christmas if you're into the ea sports games mm-hmm. like for me buying them right away buying them right away isn't necessarily like the most important thing in the world so like if you wait till around christmas time you can get like 40 bucks off oh, some yeah. of these and it's it's completely 100 worth the the discount every single time so but for me, I, I did that with Madden, and Madden has just been so disappointing. Like it's, what's it's your problem so with disappointing. it? I just think the gameplay's choppy. But I think it's been mm. that way for a while. I think I'm trying to think of when the last year is that I really liked the gameplay. I feel like tackling is awkward. It's very easy to avoid. Defense is guys. impossible. Like it's yeah, like it's the offense is the offense. The offensive side of the ball has the advantage on almost everything. It becomes impossible to defend. It makes it not fun. It's just like, all right, well, I'm just not going to play this. <laughs> they do have the option that you can only play your team's offensive uh, plays, and I I took advantage of that in the in the season that I played. I was not playing defense. So I was strictly playing offense, and you know I hadn't because I hadn't really gotten too deep into Madden the past couple of years, but. Having the ability to download real draft classes is uh, was was appealing because that's not something that we had in the past. Ever since yeah. we we stopped being able to import draft classes from NCAA football. Yeah, no, that's definitely that's definitely the cool thing that I hope really comes back because there was nothing better than like creating a guy in NCAA playing through his college career, and it's like, oh, bang, I have Madden. I'm gonna I'm gonna import him into this, and I'll just continue to be a player or be a pro mode, I guess it would be called Madden. And I, now I'm the quarterback of whatever team I am here. So like you could you could legitimately just the trajectory of the guy's career from freshman year of college all the way through the end of his NFL career if you really wanted to. That was always really fun, and and even in the franchise modes and stuff like that, like that is. That's something that's very appealing, and I and I really can't wait till it comes back. Honestly, though, one of the bigger announcements uh, is they released the, and this is not college football related, but it is video game related. MLB The Show Twenty One announced. Cannot mm-hmm. wait. Yeah, uh, for, for for PlayStation and Xbox for the first time. Yeah. Yep. As a as a as an Xbox guy, uh, I'm very excited to to be jumping back into the world of MLB The Show. At the beginning of quarantine, I had I mean I've had my PlayStation three, just collecting dust. Some uh-huh. come from Oregon to my parents' house, to my first house, to now my second house. 
didn't have a power cord. Turns Somebody's out one rich. Of my, yeah, I know, right? Uh, turns out one of my power cords for a television, also Sony, also turned my PlayStation on. So I spent like it's a funny. week during the quarantine um, while my kids were napping, uh, playing MLB The Show, I think it's like 13, with 12 or 13, whatever year Andrew McCutcheon was on the front, uh, <laughs> continuing my, my minor league career in right field for, I don't know, some some AAA team. <laughs> so, But that game was always fun, and I'm excited to get back into that. Yeah, I've played, I played a ton of the show. The show was my game that I would play uh, while I was on the exercise bike. I would uh, yeah. just, I'd pop in the show. I would play, I'd do the, you know, the, the, my player thing, the, the road to the show and play like six, eight games. You get, you know, 40 minutes, 45 minutes on the bike goes pretty quick. That was always my go-to. Um, hopefully when we get uh, MLB the show 21, we'll have you playing in our next gen console. Well, let's buy a next gen console first. I thought they said that I thought they said that the Xbox was still going to be like not delayed but like still very limited quantities. And like mm. I don't have an issue I don't have an issue moving back to PlayStation. It's just a matter of having to go about setting everything back up. Like I went from I went from PlayStation 2 to really not having a system to 360 and then I got a PS3 when I lived in Oregon because or I lived in Delaware because all a bunch of my friends had PS3s. And then mm-hmm. when I lived in Oregon, everybody switched from PS3 to Xbox One. So like now I've been entrenched in Xbox One for six years, seven years at this point. And it's like, do I, do I really want to go back? Also, I think somebody tried to hack my Sony account. but eh, it's a, Well, I think somebody tried to hack everyone's that. Sony account. Uh, well, this was more recent. This is probably in like the last six months. I don't know. Uh, I yeah. I mean, I have you know, I have both of the. Speaking of super rich, <laughs> I have both of the uh, next gen consoles, and I've pretty much bought everything uh, as I look at it. Both the PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X are uh, not available on Best Buy, but I've pretty much been playing all of my action games on PlayStation just because I think they got a little bit better reviews. But even though the Xbox hardware is technically a little bit better um i I, there have been a couple of games recently that came out that have been testing a little bit better on xbox so who knows maybe i'll make that change back but right now i still have a bunch of games like i haven't i haven't played assassin's creed valhalla yet i haven't played uh, control yet i have a lot of games that i haven't i bought that i have not played so listen if i had the means to have both i would um, because oh, I like the exclusive. You have the means. I mean, it. I probably could, but it, there's also a time factor. Like, I can't remember the last time I turned my I turned my Xbox on. Like, I, my Xbox just sits. It's right now. It's because I don't really have a game room or an area where I can set these up. It will eventually once once we combine the girls into the same room when they go to sleep. I can turn the office into also a game room, so mm. that'll be nice, and I can actually have like a setup in there, but. Um, yeah, until that, then, that'll like, be the young boys room at that point. <laughs> not anytime <laughs> soon until I can move in like every night. Now, if I want to play video games, I have to move my console from where it sits on my kitchen counter, which believe me, my wife loves the, fact I can that imagine that. Yeah, it is. Well, I guess it's technically, it's like a kitchen peninsula because one of the sides oh. is connected to a wall. Yeah, real Again, high fancy, real fancy. I know. Well, that, that um, makes sense to put the console there then. You didn't mention that it was a peninsula. You're right. Well, it's kind of out of the way, but like you see it and you're just like, and normally I would keep it in, the, in the, the third bedroom, which is the office, but that's where the one daughter sleeps in her sure. crib. So there's not, I, I, I'm not going to go, oh, we put her to bed at this time. I'm going to sneak in there and get it because if I woke her up, there's no, I'm not playing anyway. So right. that, that would be a problem. So one, it'll all eventually come together. And I, I, I am looking forward to getting some sort of next gen console at some point. I'd be willing to go back to PlayStation, but I, you know, I prefer to I, Xbox. You can push, they, they get pushed around via online. Like Microsoft tried to raise the gold rates by a hundred percent. And everybody yeah. was like, no, don't do that. That's probably not a good idea. And they were like, we're not going to do it. We're just going to back up. Never mind. Well, Microsoft <laughs> is known for their incredibly stupid decisions. I was working at GameStop when the the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One X came out. By the way, the, the naming of these last two consoles for Microsoft is ridiculous and <laughs> how close they are. 
And I remember initially Microsoft was making people buy the they're making people buy the Connect oh, with yeah. the console, and it made it a hundred dollars more than the PlayStation Four base. And initially, it was going to have to be always on internet too, which they backed off of, you know, recent uh, slightly before. Oh, and the other the other thing was you weren't going to be able to share discs anymore with the with the Xbox originally. Just. You wonder who makes who makes these decisions. Like, there's a there's there's got to be a logic chat, like a like a logic guy. They just go to and be like, yeah. "Does this make any sense to you?" No. All right. Well, we're do gonna do it, it anyway. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's it's nuts. Also, as a former GameStop employee, I just assume you're rich now, so that's fine. Uh yeah. No, I uh, I, I <laughs> there, there has been a lot going on. I, I was paying. I'm, I'm frustrated by that because I was paying attention to that from the beginning, as a as a Reddit fan. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I was, I was a little cowardly in that. I should have. If this was, if if this was a different year and I was in a different situation uh, with you know the things I'm trying to purchase in life, I would probably have a lot more money right now. <laughs> because I I would have been willing to risk that, and I I at the end of the day I probably would have made a bunch of money off of that. Although, you know, there's the issues with Robin Hood and actually selling the stocks and all of that. Well, so. you're talking to a guy who made over three figures on GameStop. You got it. Did you did you buy GameStop? <laughs> I'm gonna tell you how this happened. So, would you buy it at uh, zero dollars? When you sign up for Robinhood, they give you one free app and or one free stock. Oh, that's hilarious. Gave, when they gave me my free stock back in, I don't know, May or April, whenever I was like, I'm going to try to make money this way. I'm already yeah. home. Why not? They gave me GameStop. I think when I got it, it was like $3. Uh, I was like, all right, whatever. Like, I don't really care. And then I completely got disinterested in stocks. And I was like, I'm just going to work and, you know, live my life. <laughs> and, uh. Then all that stuff started happening last week, and I was like, "Oh, let me check." And I was like, "Oh my god, this is like, like, this is going nuts." And then eventually, like the day after Robinhood went crazy and shut everything down, I was like, oh, "I'm just getting out of this." So mm-hmm. I ended up making like three hundred forty dollars or something like that. Yeah, hey man, yeah, I'll take it. Almost enough for a next gen console. Hey, see, Chris, we're it's all thinking so ahead here. Well, we're I'll tell you the other ahead. before before we turn back to sports because we do have the Super Bowl to talk about. True. Um, uh, about like three weeks ago, you know, Elon Musk was spending a lot of time talking about Dogecoin, and I was like, "Eh, what the hell?" And uh, they were they were super cheap. It was you know a fraction. It was less than a penny at that point. I think it was a tenth of a penny or something like that. I bought eighty seven hundred Dogecoin, hmm. and all of a sudden, everyone's super interested in pumping up Dogecoin. So I have uh, my Dogecoin is now worth like. I don't know, seven times what it was when I bought it, but I did not buy a significant amount is the problem. <laughs> oh, man. The internet. The internet. I don't understand anything about cryptocurrency, so I'm cool, but like that is that is hilarious. The internet's funny. Yeah. Well, I have I do have money in Bitcoin, and that's that's an interesting one because I watch every single day that uh, that vacillates between Basically goes up to there's there's a high number which it hits and then there's a low number which it hits and uh, it sort of dances around in the middle of most of the time. But uh, the, I guess wrapping up this EA conversation, yeah, uh, we we do not have odds for this at Bavada, but we I, we certainly should, and it's some, certainly something to look into. Gregory, I want to ask you. Uh, let's assume that EA Sports College Football does in fact come out next year it won't but just just say who will the cover athlete be who would who which current college player would you put on that uh, on that cover yeah but do you go current or do you go legacy for the time that you've been gone well his right uh, uh, that is that is interesting do you address the past but i don't know because then you have then there's other likeness issues you have to purchase their likenesses Sure, sure. I'm saying Sean Clifford is uh, is pretty obvious. Oh, is that way? That's where you're headed. Yeah. Um, man. Well, you got to think like you got to think like Spencer Rattler would be a guy. Derek King would be a guy. Uh, Sam Howell from North Carolina would be a guy. The problem is there isn't really that that no. iconic player in college football coming back next year. Trevor Lawrence would have been perfect. 
I mean, Trevor Lawrence would have been perfect. Justin Fields would have been perfect. Yeah. Joe Burrow would have been perfect. I mean, yeah. yeah, man, yeah, that's a tough spot. I guess it really depends on, it really depends on who sets themselves apart this year. Like, I mean, if if you're talking about the upcoming season, because obviously, you know, naturally you would think like, okay, they can go quarterback. Well, what if they go Devontae Smith, right? And mm-hmm. that doesn't really work now because you're a year removed from that. Ah. That I is, mean, that maybe is. somebody like uh, like like Derek Stingley at at LSU. If we're talking about maybe the best defensive player in the country next year, a guy who potentially a Heisman e candidate, uh, but I, there yeah. just isn't there isn't that guy, and that's that's a problem for them. Not that I mean, at the end of the day, not that it's really going to matter because everybody's no. going to flock to it because yes. it hasn't been available in eight years, but. You would love you would love for there to be a Vince Young or or a Matt Liner to put on the cover. Oh man, you think about like I I'm, I'm literally racking my brain to all the different guys that were on the cover of it, like like what positions and who played what, and like obviously you have Reggie Bush running back, a ton of different quarterbacks. Um, Larry Fitzgerald was on the cover of it from 2004, I think was that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, man, <laughs> didn't they it's have uh, what's his yeah, what's his name was on there? The dude that does he went to Michigan. He was Denard he Robinson's won, on fourteen. No, not him. Charles uh, Woodson? No, uh Desmond Howard. Desmond Howard was oh, on Desmond one Howard. of it. Uh, I forget I think it was like the Heisman version of it. Like one year they really went heavy in like Heisman storylines. Got um but yeah, so like it you know, I I think I think there's a way different couple different ways they could play it. If they go current player, I don't mind I don't mind a guy like Stingley best best defensive player in the nation, or you go with whoever wins the Heisman from the year before you're already going to get name notoriety. And obviously like, again, like you said, it's not going to matter, but, or you, you try to do some sort of montage of guys who, who missed in that eight year period. Like, I don't, I don't know. And especially with <laughs> the weird way that EA changed their covers. Can we be um, honest? Their new, their new covers stink for all their games. The weird. I, go ahead. Um, no, I'm just uh, in my head. I have this like Kelly Clarkson since you've been gone montage that the game's going to start with. <laughs> it very well could be. It very well could be, and all the computerized graphics of all the different big plays from the last eight years in college football. Um, but to me, I think like I think EA, we just we just handled this. We really might have. Someone get Electronic Arts on the phone. I can say it's in the game. We're back. We are back. Uh, we want, but all we ask for is credit, and like you know. On on like NBA League Pass, they're doing these like influencer streams. I just let us be uh, alternate commentators. That's fine, just for one game. That's all I need. And keep my name in the game. We I finally got my my last name in the game in like I forget what year it was because I had someone who I believe is my cousin uh, Luke Horwoodell was a kicker at Louisiana Tech, <laughs> and uh, so I, I was so hyped when they said my name. It was it was like the biggest thing in the world, even though they got it, they butchered it. Um, it is keep keep it in my name, keep my name in there, it, please. It's amazing how disappointing when you don't see your name or even like something oh, that potentially sounds like your name. And, and like your name is obviously a little bit tougher than mine. Mine, you would yeah. think like that's easy, like we can do that. Never, never a chance. Yeah, you get never. CJ. You have, you have CJ Cron. That's close enough. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There was a guy who played for either Butler or Creighton or somebody recently in basketball in like the last, I don't know, 10 years who did have the last name Crone. And it was very funny. The only other person I ever knew who had something even similar was there was a female professional downhill skier named Julie (laughs) Crone, but it started with a K. So it was close enough. Yeah. I was, I was incredibly excited when Luke showed up uh, at Louisiana tech because I knew, I knew what it meant. Like, there's not, as you alluded to, not the most common last name in the world. So I am, uh, I, I, w- I was thrilled. I, all I wanted to do was just use my guy in, uh, in the career mode. I'm sure. I'm sure. Absolutely. Now you're punning for, punning for Louisiana Tech. Uh, well, I, well, I meant my career. I know, I know. I know. Else, but, who ironically <laughs> was a punter for Louisiana Tech. It was... <laughs> You know, I've always envied him a little bit, and the competition was there, so he lost his spot, even if it was digitally. <laughs> Greg, let's talk about the 2021 NFL Super Bowl. It is uh, it is this weekend. I don't know if you knew that. 
Yeah, I'm I'm very I'm very intrigued. I'm excited. I'm a little nervous that they're going to have like 20,000 fans there, but you uh, know, 25 and 30,000 cutouts last I saw. Great. Great. Yeah, it's I don't I, I've wait I've waffled on the game. Like I keep going back and waffled, wavered, I don't know. It's it's been a long day, but I've gone back and forth it's so really much. says the same thing. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> really I've really gone back and forth like I don't really know what way I feel. Like I can see this game literally going almost every way except for Bucks blowout. I can okay. see well, a Chiefs blowout. Go ahead. Right right now the Chiefs are 3 point favorites at Bavada. Man, it's so enticing for the Chiefs with that low of a number. Like it really it do- is. It is. Cuz cuz like a Chiefs blowout is a very very possible thing. I mean the Bucks the Bucks have been blown like they've been blown out this year. Like they've been they've been beaten by I think the Saints handled them very well in a game. Like they 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 are very, you know, able and or available to be just absolutely destroyed. Um whereas I don't think the Bucks can do that vice versa to the Chiefs. Like I don't think that the, I don't think there's a a world where we sit in and it's like, oh, the Bucks won 42-27 and we're not really sure what happened. Um, barring like a, a catastrophic injury. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if we just play and line totally. up the 11 starters and the 11 starters, I don't see it. I could see the Bucks winning a close game though. Like I could see, I could see just like the last, last team to have the ball sort of shoot out. Like, cause the Bucks, the Bucks can score and I don't know how great the Chiefs defense is. The Chiefs defense some weeks it's really, really good, and some weeks it's it's looks like very bad against the Raiders. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. Yeah, it's really tough. Can I tell you I am just flat out overwhelmed by the sheer number of prop bets that are available for the Super Bowl this year at Bavada. <laughs> I'm excited by it. You may be scared, but I'm I'm prepared. I'm prepared to prop uh, to prop myself into into a coma with all the prop bets. <laughs> Uh, by the way, I was uh, I was talking to uh, my buddy Seth Everett earlier today, who uh, he's the co-host of Bavada's At Odds podcast, along with their head odds maker um, Patrick Morrow, and and we were talking about I, I believe he mentioned that Bavada has odds on whether or not the Olympics are going to be held this year, and to me there has never been more of a lock. I think he said it was it was. Uh, it was even both ways, but I I'm, I'm I may not be remembering that correctly. Either way, the odds were the same for both sides. Um, there's not going to be an Olympics this year. You can put all of your money, all of the money that you have in the world, confidently on the fact that there is not going to be an Olympics this year. It is very interesting that you say that because there was an article today that said we're having the Olympics That's no crazy. matter what. That's so crazy. Like we're we're. The light, there is light at the end of a global pandemic tunnel, and we're just asking for the literal worst thing you can do in a global pandemic and having all these people from all these different countries come together. I mean, listen, I, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you at all. Um, so I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. I don't even know what you do at that point. Like. Do you push it back? Probably the oh. smartest idea. Let's push it back. Like even if you did it like six months or well, a year. But how much can you push it back? Because you we already have the Winter Olympics in 2022. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, man. Is That's anybody going to care if the Summer Olympics just don't happen? Or what if we did? What if we did like a combination Olympics in 2022? Can I, I'm sure just, we have the technology to allow for that. I mean, didn't they used to do summer and winter in the same year? Like, was that a thing before they separated it? I remember growing up, I'm pretty sure, like, there was times where it was the same year, and then eventually they separated it at one point to where they did it, like, every two years they'd be in Olympics, and they would alternate. So, um, yeah. I, I mean, I I agree with you, but I like I said, it's very funny that you brought that up, because I definitely saw that, and they were like, yeah, we're doing it. Like, there's no shot oh we're not gosh. doing it. What are you guys talking about? Come on, don't do this. We're so close. Things are going well. Stop ruining things for us. Well, well's an interesting way to think about Look, that. But yes, I the the numbers that I saw: seven point eight percent of the U.S. population has gotten at least one vaccine shot. Now, granted, only one point eight percent has gotten two, uh, and you know we're we're not talking about herd immunity immunity until at least seventy percent. 
But 7.8% having gotten one shot is a respectable number at this point. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. We're, go- we're getting going. I feel like it. Ne- I feel like it needs to ramp it up. I got, I got oh. things to do in in the well, spring. So well, I, I would plan on doing them in your home because I don't <laughs> think that I don't think that you or I are going to have access to to the vaccine unless it came through a place of employment. Uh, probably until late spring, early summer would be my guess. Well, we'll see how that goes. Maybe I'll risk it. Imagine, <sighs> imagine risking it after you spent essentially a year and couple months in your house and then you're like i'm just gonna risk it and then definitely yeah, it'll get be, it it'll be yeah, fine definitely get it there's no doubt no doubt i'd get it and, and honestly our country is uh one of i think one of the top three in terms of how quickly the vaccine's been rolled out some countries doing really poorly right now and uh that that sucks and that is heartbreaking god willing with the these other vaccines being close to being approved uh, the the numbers are going to ramp up and uh we can get this out quicker but not here. Not what we're here to talk about right now. Let's talk Super Bowl MVP. Uh, the odds here at Bavada. We've got, as you would imagine, Patrick Mahomes is uh, shockingly the heavy favorite to be the MVP <laughs> for this year. Minus one twenty. Tom Brady plus two hundred. Travis Kelsey's plus a thousand. So is Tyree Kill. Leonard Fournette's plus twenty five hundred. Chris Godwin plus 3,000, Honey Badger plus 3,000, Devin White plus 3,000, Edwards Hilaire, uh, Edwards Elaire plus 3,500, uh, going all the way down to, if you really want to, you really want to win big, LaShawn McCoy, uh, who, by the way, is talking about retirement should the Bucks win the Super Bowl. I look forward to seeing who you're playing for next year. LaShawn <laughs> at uh, plus 15,000 at Bavada. I mean... If it's not going to be Mahomes or Brady, mm-hmm. the almost surest bets possible are either Kelsey or Hill. Like, there's just no doubt. But, da- but if, is, if, Kelsey, Kelsey's tied to, he's too tied to Mahomes. True. I think it's, true. I think, it, yeah, it has to be Honey Badger at that point. Yeah, it depends on what he does in the game. If he picks off Brady three times, yeah, we're, we're strutting, we're strutting down the, the sidelines with the MVP trophy. Right, but I just it's it's too hard for me to imagine that if Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey have, has a big game, then Patrick Mahomes is also probably having a big game, which I would think would make him the favorite to win either over one of them. Uh, over either one of them, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's mm-hmm. Edwards Elaire. Maybe Edwards Elaire erupts for like one forty and uh, and forty and through the air. What's what's their backups thing, Thompson? Or Williams, not Thompson. Um, Thompson. Greg, that's a good question. Daryl Williams. Scotty Miller, plus 6,600, who says he's faster than Tyreek Hill. Interesting. It's an interesting claim. Daryl Williams also plus 6,600 at Pavada. That's the guy I would attempt to do it with. I think... (laughs) You want to rephrase that? (laughs) It didn't come out great. It didn't come out great. He's the guy I would bet on, I think, in this situation because... He's a guy they use near the goal line a little bit more. At least you saw yeah. it. And, and Elair, obviously still a tiny bit banged up from the injury. You can you can kind of still see it. Um, that's a guy you take a flyer on at plus sixty six hundred. I I like that. I like that a lot. In the in in the trenches up front. I mean, obviously, I think it's going to be either Mahomes or Brady, depending on who wins. But if you want to take a long shot and you don't want to go defense, I think that's a good. I think it's a good way to go. Yeah, I just I, I have to completely rule out offensive skill player uh, positions because they're too inherently tied to the quarterback. I I hear you. I do. I definitely hear you. I don't know. It's it depends on the, like like if Kelsey gets three of Mahomes's four touchdown passes, like that's the way that I could see it happening. It, ha- it would have to be it would have to be a a. A multi, uh, a multiple. It would have to be multiple numbers of scores for that position player. For not only, work. not only did, would it have to be multiple scores. I think it would have to be multiple important scores where maybe he's putting his team back in the lead multiple times. Yeah, yeah, that might, that it, there definitely is going to be a situational p- uh, piece to it too. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> it's a tough like, one. It is like what? What does Indomitian Sue at plus twelve fifty have to do to win MVP? 
I mean, he has to get at least at least two sacks and one of them be a turnover that leads to points. At minimum. At minimum. Yeah, I mean, and has to be disruptive all game. Those yeah, guys at like the end in, of the list, uh, you just avoid them. Uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes it's fun to just take a flyer on somebody if you got some disposable income, but... Like you, Captain God, no, Rich Pants. Not like me. Not like me at all. I don't know. Earlier today, you said you could easily buy both of the next-gen consoles. I did not say that. I said if you I said were a man of, of great means. No, you said I, pr- I probably could. I Let's probably could. Back. doesn't mean I definitely could. But it, but it likely, if the if we're looking <laughs> at the Bavada odds for can Greg buy both next-gen consoles, I would say yes is going to be the heavy favorite. If I did that, I don't think I'd be I'd be here to record the podcast anymore because... I would be uh, – there, there are other bills that uh, prioritize over multiple uh, gaming consoles at this moment. And, mm. and you know, th- those are I relatively understand. expensive. I literally mm. don't understand what you're saying. Daycare and a mortgage, they go, they go a long way for your monthly, uh, your monthly uh, money you're paying out. <laughs> yeah, trust me. As someone uh, who, who lives in California, I understand that the, <laughs> the living expenses are substantial. Well, uh, let's look at some of these other props. How long will it take Jasmine Sullivan or Eric Church to sing the U.S. National Anthem? Bavada has the over at uh, 1 minute and 59. Well, the the over-under is 159 with over plus 105 and under minus 145. I mean over. They're going to hold that land of the free, home of the brave. I go over in this always. It's always a big show in yeah. the Super Bowl. I'm surprised it's under two minutes if I'm being perfectly honest. Yeah, I remember last year with Demi Lovato, there was a whole, like, she had sung the National Anthem multiple times, and every time it was coming in in, like, the 140 range, and then she sung it, and I think it was, like, 207 or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think, I think, I think you gotta take over here. I don't, I don't, I don't think there's any other way. All right. Um, the distance of the longest penalty of the game. Ooh. Bavada has over 15 and a half at minus 280 and under 15 and a half at plus 185. I mean, minus 280 feels like a lock there. I feel that the way pass interference gets called and you know Brady's going to be taking shots and you know Mahomes is going to be taking shots. Hardman yeah. Hill. Like that is minus 280 is that, like up those up that yardage, lower those odds. Let's go. Uh, we've got uh, the first missed field goal of the game, but that's that's too much of a crapshoot for me. Uh, this is a pure like this is pure just throwing, throwing. Yeah, you're uh, just hoping at that point. Agreed. Um, how many songs will be played during the halftime show? Bavada says over eight at minus two hundred, under eight, plus one fifty. I mean, how many songs does the weekend have? I don't know what like, which songs does the weekend have is my question. Maybe I'm. Not showing how hip I am right now. I mean, I think I think we I, I, like of the songs that I would know of the weekend. I can really think of like f- three, maybe. Mm. But again, sing them all for us now. I'm not going to do that. Maybe, but again, again, not the most hip guy in the world when it comes to new music. So I don't. I don't know. I, I'm going. I hate to do unders, but I go under in this situation. You're getting value. Eight songs. Is he covering eight, songs? Eight's basically a concert. Well, they did say. They did say that this was going to be more of like a cinematic style halftime show. It may not be as good in the actual stadium itself, which fine, I don't care. But mm-hmm. uh, eight songs is so many songs. Yeah, that's that's just too many. Will Far the week? Much. Well, the number I suppose of the weekend's wardrobe changes. Uh, Bavada says over, over half, over one half minus four hundred. Under one half, so I suppose zero, uh, plus two fifty. Yeah, dude, if it's especially if it's going to be cinematic, there's definitely going to be a wardrobe change. It's a lock, absolute really lock. Uh, I don't know. I feel like wardrobe changes for guys really just. I mean, whatever, whatever, whatever <laughs> floats your boat, fella. Will Ariana Grande be on stage during the halftime show? Bavada asks, <laughs> asks yes, plus two fifty, no, minus four hundred. So that's kind of hard because, like, why would she be on stage? I don't, I don't know. I'm sure they have a song together. That that feels like they uh, collaboration. I don't know, but there's that. But like then it's like, well, if, if the, the COVID situation, why are we adding extra people to this when we don't have to? 
when you can just play a track or have a backing vocal. You know what I mean? So, okay, so they they definitely have uh, at least one song. It looks like it looks like at least two songs together. Oh man, you wrote me in. I'm getting plus odds for yes. Ah, I, I have to. I have to go that route. Uh, apparently, Ariana and The Weeknd dated shortly in October 2018. It's a thing I know now. Now these that that is new information. Now I almost have to say no if they dated and it ended poorly, <laughs> which it probably did if it says dated shortly. I now I have well they to go did, they that. do have songs after that though. Uh, man, so there are too many variables. There are I know too many variables. Just, uh, I I don't know how to factor all this in. <laughs> There's no equation for they dated but then had music projects post that leading to them doing a live Super Bowl halftime show. I can't just put that into an odds calculator. <laughs> Well, I think you figured out what your next project's going to be. Probably. Will Doja Cat be on stage during the halftime show? I have a follow-up question to that. Bavada <laughs> says yes, plus 325, no, minus 550. Is is your question who is Doja Cat? Because that is correct, Gregory. Question. That is correct. <laughs> I mean, I have... Who or I what is Doja Cat? I have no idea who that is. I have no idea who that is. So I'm going to go with uh, no because it's so heavily favored, but... I have no clue. Uh, she is an American singer, real name Amala Ratna Zandele Delamina, professionally known as Doja Cat. Okay. That, okay. <laughs> well, apparently I might find out who Doja Cat is, or I'll be in Probably. the bathroom. Either way. Well. Um. Will Drake be on stage during the halftime show? Bavada has yes, plus 350, no, minus 600. I'd say no because Drake tore his ACL recently. Oh, and he couldn't, even, he couldn't even record music in the studio, so live performing's just out. He pushed Sorry. back an album. Sorry, it's I, a ridi- got a, I got a funny text. <laughs> oh, okay, well... Will Kenny G be on stage during the halftime show? Now we're getting into the nitty gritty of this. This is what we're here for. I yes, plus two seventy five at Bavada. No, minus four fifty. I didn't know Kenny G produced music. Still, uh, I said oh, n- no. The music uh, of love, Gregory. Listen, if you, listen, if you don't like a little Kenny G saxophone, I don't know who you are. But I just didn't know he was still around and in a popular like culture. Uh, will the weekend mention Donald Trump? Yes, plus five seventy-five. No, <laughs> minus eleven hundred. I mean, these are ridiculous. No, what's the point of that? Will the weekend mention Joe Biden? Yes, plus six fifty. No, minus fourteen hundred at Bavada. No, no, we're not doing this. The NFL already had a, a whole bunch of issues politically over the last couple of years. I think they're going to try to steer as far away from politics as possible. Unless the weekend uh, goes rogue. <laughs> and it's entirely possible. Uh, this one, Gregory, this one would be a bigger problem with the with the weekend being the musical guest. But will there be a wardrobe malfunction? Yes, minus 900. Sure. No. Uh, sorry, yes, plus 900. No, minus 3,500 at Bavada. That's, that's a no. And I, I truly hope that that's the case. Let's leave that as no. Yeah, that's not something people need to see. No, no. Uh, how, television. How about a football-related prop bet, Greg? How many players will have a passing attempt? Bavada says over two and a half plus one twenty, under two and a half minus one sixty. I love the over in that situation. There's always trick plays. They're they're both trick play teams. They love to do stuff like that. There's enough athletes on the field that there's there's a legitimate shot. I mean, who knows? Maybe we, maybe we get uh you know one of the random receivers on the the Chiefs throwing a pass. I think. Mm-hmm. I think that's almost a lock. Somehow, some way, Julian Edelman's going to throw a pass. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, let's fi- finally let's get away from football since we 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 dug so deep in there. How many times will Giselle Bundchen be shown over Duh. one and a half? Over one and a half uh, is a minus two forty. Under one and a half plus one sixty five at Bavada. So, so it really depends on when does that stop? Is it the broadcast as a whole? Is it just in the game, or does post-game count? Because excludes post- halftime and commercials, live broadcast only, and according to the Super Bowl transcript. Ugh. 
I'll go over. I'll go over anyway. I think. I think as the game winds down, if it's close or if he's in the lead, a lot of cuts to Giselle and the kids in the booth or in the box. All right. How many times will the chains be used for measurement? Over one and a half times, plus 140. Under one and a half times, minus 180 at Bavada. That's an insane... I never even knew that this was a potential prop bet. I'm going over. I'm going over one and a half times. That feel, of, I, feel like that, I feel like that's a lock. How many times are we going to measure? I know, right? It seems too good to be true, which means there's definitely like crazy analytics and stats that are like, yeah, they measure like maybe once a game. Yeah, right. And then, yeah, like we have it in our head that all these measurements happen, but it, they actually only measure like six times a season. Yeah. Um, uh, MVP winner's position Quarterback minus minus four hundred, wide receiver plus five, tight end plus nine fifty, running back plus a thousand, any defensive player plus six fifty, kicker plus five thousand at Bavada. I mean, that you gotta that you gotta take the the defense plus six fifty. That's good value, and it gives you everyone on the on the defensive side of the ball in the game. I like that one. Right, and also also potentially would allow for like a specialist in a weird situation. Yeah, absolutely. In that, like a like a return man, I mean. Yeah, no, for sure. I yeah, I think defense is the way to go there. Uh, I'm going to ask a naive question here: Are Jasmine Sullivan and Eric Church singing the national anthem together? I don't know. I they no must idea. be because our next question here, Gregory, the uh, Super Bowl national anthem. Who will sing the most words? Jasmine Church minus one ten. Eric Church. Nope. Jasmine Sullivan. Minus 110, Eric Church, minus 130 at Bavada. I guess Jasmine Sullivan. I don't know. I, I just well, take Female the, rights. Yeah, well, I don't even know, but no, not necessarily that. I just think minus, I like the, the better payout. I don't know. I don't know who either of them are. I mean, I guess, I guess Eric Church is You know who Eric Church music. is, going, yeah. Yeah, I guess. I have a country guy. Um, I mean, either. I still know who Eric Church is. Who will be shown first? Travis Kelsey, minus 150. Rob Gronkowski, plus 110. It really depends on who wins the coin flip. Chiefs won the coin flip and deferred to the second half last week. The Bucks started with the ball against Green Bay. I, I like Gronk in that situation. I just do. I think if the Chiefs win the coin toss, they're going to defer. Bucks go on offense first. Boom, we're seeing Gronk and Brady almost right away. And by the way, this is the the rules here. CBS broadcast people in background do not count towards wager. So if one of these guys were to show up on camera, but in the background rather than the forefront of the shot, then that would not count. Who will be shown first? Patrick Mahomes minus er, plus one twenty. Tom Brady minus one sixty at Bavada. I mean, it's it's Brady. It's Brady. I know Mahomes is the future of the league, but it, CBS he's the present of the this league. Is, yeah, this is this is this is Brady all day. They they they're gonna play up the old man, the greatest of all time stuff. It's it's Brady. Brady said he's playing through through for age forty five. So I don't know. I don't know. They're they're gonna keep doing it. Who will be shown first? Andy Reid minus one sixty. Bruce Arians plus one twenty at Bavada. Andy Reid. Andy Reid one hundred percent. Andy Reid's going for back-to-back Super Bowls. He has the funny-looking mask. I guess they both have funny-looking masks. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm in on Andy Reid. Big Red, he's getting it done. I've I've told this story about 35 times, but I still think it's hilarious. Uh, Saul won Andy Reid and his giant family uh, while when I was at the AMC Theater by the Plymouth Meeting Mall. <laughs> uh, did, did my buddy Mike and I. Andy's wearing this big, like, uh, this big, like, gardening hat. And, like, he, <laughs> he is so, like... In person, he is so clearly Andy Reid. Yeah, kind of hard to hide. Uh, kind of hard to be conspicuous when you look like Andy Reid. Also, saw the uh, the new the the the, the newscaster, the older guy, silver hair, Jim Gardner. Jim Gardner, there. Yeah, there you go. Good job. <laughs> if you Good need job. local Philadelphia news anchor knowledge, I'm the guy to come to. I'll keep that in mind for the Philadelphia News Anchor podcast that we're starting in the next <laughs> couple of days. Uh, will any scoring drive take less than it takes Jasmine Sullivan and Eric Church, the only an- question answered, to sing the national anthem? Yes, minus 270, no, plus 180 at Bavada. 
too many quick strike cap- quick strike capabilities from the Chiefs, I'd I'd risk it and say yes. Yeah, I think I think that's a very good chance. Uh, we're right at the hour mark, so let's see. Let's what is uh what is going to be like? Some of these are just they're just pure speculation, like the total number of uh points scored in the first half, odds versus even. That's just. <laughs> pure speculation is um is there one that is, is there is there any about um did one of your cousins grow up living down the street from a channel 6 abc abc uh weatherman no see. no odds on that this i don't this know is, we're only is, about a third of the way through so it's entirely possible it's <laughs> on here <laughs> well don't worry if we can't get through all of them i know this week's betters delight's going to cover a ton of super bowl prop bets as well so do you guys talk about gambling on the show? Uh, yeah, and one of us uh, one of us did a very, very poor job this past week. I'm not going to mention any names. He uh-huh. might be talking right now. He might not be. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll see if he Matt learned his Crone. lesson. <laughs> uh, it's probably Kalita. That guy's an idiot. Which <laughs> team will call for a fair catch first in the game? Kansas City, uh. minus 125. Tampa Bay, minus 115 at Bavada. I mean, I think Kansas City has the better chance of forcing a punt first than the Bucks do. So I'm gonna say the, the I'm gonna say the Chiefs call for a fair catch first. All right, this is I'm looking for one final one. One more. I wanna one final interesting one. There's a lot. Um, I like this one. This is this is always a good one. Who will the Super Bowl MVP mention first in his speech? Bavada says teammates minus 150, God or Jesus plus 215, city plus 650, coach plus 14, owner plus 14, family or friends plus 550, none of the above. That's the one I want so badly. Plus 1400. <laughs> Just thank themselves and leave. Yeah. Be like, um, I was, man, I was great. All right. Good night. Um, <laughs> Couldn't have done uh, it without me. I think I think God's a good value here. Plus two fifteen or two fifty. Guys always like that. Ah, first, I'd like to thank my Lord Savior Jim. Maybe that's an MMA thing. I James Thrash did it too. James Thrash. That's true. James Thrash, Super Bowl MVP. Um, oh, those are some long odds. Uh, I think I have to. I think I, ha- I think I have to go with God. I think that's where the value is. All right. Well, look, that is going to be it for for you and I for infinitely more uh, options. You tune in to this week's episode of Batter's Delight, hosted by Gregory, Matt, and Mike Crone, and some vagrant they found that they allowed to be on the show. (laughs) For uh, he's gonna eat that. (laughs) For uh, for my co-host Greg Crone, I'm Chris Horwardell. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the Super Bowl, and remember, see you next week.